Welcome to the Winging It Travel Podcast with me, James Hammond, where every Monday I'll be joined by guests to talk about their travel stories, travel tips, backpacking advice, and so much more. Right now, I'm taking the podcast on the road traveling with me. So tune in every week for short form episodes detailing all my travels alongside my Monday guest episode. Are you a backpacker, traveler, gap year student, or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you. This is a casual, informative podcast designed for you to inspire you to travel. There'll be stories to tell, tips to share, and experiences to inspire. Welcome to the show. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with TeePublic, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as t-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling, podcasts, and other stuff. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to this next installment of my traveling solo episodes. Today I'm going to cover Venice and again Verona as we had a day trip there for our time in Venice. On the day of travel to Venice we decided that we're actually going to book four nights there and have one of those days a full day in Verona. So we're going to cover the first few days in Venice, then Verona, then the last day in Venice. So after a great little breakfast we were out and about in Verona that morning because, and I couldn't see much of it yesterday, the day before, we popped out and saw a few things. So I went and saw the Romeo and Juliet balcony. Don't know much about that at all. There's some sort of statue there, I think, of Juliet. And you put the hand on the breast. So we've got that photo. I didn't do that. Emma done that. Then we walked to the amphitheatre because we obviously want to see that in the future. And we thought we'd take a walk there and see what it's like. And again, saw Dante's statue and the Piazza Ebra, which is a very heaving place, if you like. The train from Verona to Venice is not very long. It's about an hour and a half. Different trains at different times. So if you book one with a reservation, I think it's quicker. The without reservation is a bit longer. Depends if you want to save money or not. And as soon as we were arriving into Venice train station, it just felt like another world and a bit surreal, really. Especially when we got out of the train station and we took a left towards our hotel called Ologi Hotel. It just felt a bit like, oh, wow, I'm actually here in Venice. There's water everywhere. There's bridges. There's people about. Just something you see on all the TV shows, kind of on your list. Everyone knows it. I'm there, just doing it. So I was there. We took about a 15 to 17 minute walk. Um, no messing around, really. No pictures because we wanted to get to the hotel. And Emma wasn't feeling great. So checked in and kind of chill out for a bit, refreshed. And I then went out in the evening because I was doing an interview with Monica Cesarato, as you would know from this week's episode. So I had about an hour before meeting her, just wandering the streets with sunset in Venice it was pretty cool and I kind of avoided the main sort of drag really which our hotel was pretty much on on that side of the water if you go to the back streets of Venice you, you find these like cute little bridges and cute little walkways that you wouldn't normally find and it's so much less busier because obviously the tourists stick to the main bit and I would highly recommend it there's a bit at the back of Venice that all the sort of locals go to for their happy hour and their drinking sessions. It's right near the Torre Fiazioni coffee shop, which was recommended by Monica for a coffee episode. 
And on that street is where all the sort of the locals go, where the bars are, the trendy coffee shops, and away from the tourist crowds. So get yourself on that street. Uh, very easy to get to. And I would recommend just walking around there and kind of getting off the drag. The interview went really well. I guess you would know that because you heard it from this week's episode. As I said in the interview, we met at a really trendy little cafe, restaurant, bar called Cantina Aziende Agricole. Obviously, I had a coffee, which offended Monica a little bit. Then had a Roboso wine, which was a local wine. Lovely recommendation that. You should get yourself there to do traditional Venetian food. Highly recommend it. And it's on the way to the streets where the tourists don't go. For the hotel, got back. They actually gave us an upgrade because we booked four nights. So instead of getting quite a small, compact room, we were put in the room right at the top of the hotel with the balcony. So we could go up the hotel a bit tight. You know, European spaces are a bit tight. And we made our way up and had to duck ahead a few times. And it's like a double bed with a bathroom next door. Then also you go up some more steps and there's this like lovely little balcony with two chairs. Sitting up there having a cup of tea or coffee is an absolute dream. And the weather in Venice was all sunny pretty much. So that was pretty cool to have right on our doorstep. And the price for that hotel is €75 Euros a night, obviously for both of us. So that's not too bad for Venice. And as Monica said, please book hotels, not Airbnbs, just to help the local economy. That night I got the episode out on QuickTime and then to the next morning, the hotel's breakfast is unbelievable. It's a classic Italian buffet breakfast. You've got your tarts, you've got your bread, cheese, ham, tomatoes, yogurts, espresso coffees, squash, cereals. There's so much choice. It sets you up for the day pretty, pretty good. And I had to be a little bit sensible because I can get a bit carried away with all-you-can-eat stuff. I went out in the morning uh, by myself again to St. Mark's Square. And the plan for this was to go and see St. Mark's Square, the Basilica, but also record an episode at Café Florian. Now, before Café Florian, I did see obviously Basilica. I went to Palazzo Ducal as well and just kind of walked around the windy streets and got a feel for the place. And it's such an amazing place to walk. Like there's one street left, right and centre, like just go down there randomly, check it out, see what's down there. And you'll find a little bridge over some sort of waterway. It really is a cool place to go and walk. But as you can imagine, those places are busy. It's the main part of Venice to go and see. I didn't go in Basilica. You can go in if you want. It's going to cost you money. Um, but just bear in mind, there will be crowds at that part of the town. Now, Café Florian is arguably one of the world's, if not the world's oldest coffee shop. I think it's the oldest continuous coffee shop. Uh, started in 1720. There's one in Paris that was in the late 1600s. But obviously it had a gap where it didn't open. So I think Café Florian in Venice, in St. Mark's Square is the oldest continuous coffee place to go and have a coffee. Now you can sit outside, but you would want to go and sit inside to get the real experience and the real history. So I went inside and this place is just brimming with so much history, like Hemingway, Casanova, all these people just sitting in there back in the day. And I went to order a coffee. Now, when I got the menu, I was a little bit taken aback, should we say. Uh, and a little bit sick actually as well. The coffee price... But Americano in Cafe Florian, FYI, is €11.50. Yep, €11.50. Um, you do get a bit of water with that, um, so I absolutely smashed that in very quickly. Um, but the coffee really is just like a normal cup of Americano. Is it €10 Euros better than around the corner? Probably not. But the history, the location, you are going to pay a price, and hopefully I won't pay that price ever again got a episode recorded on that so look out for that in probably next month 
uh, where I do go into a little bit, there was an English couple next to me who had listened to what I was saying. I think I opened the episode with, this is the most expensive coffee I'm ever going to buy. And I think they chuckled at that a little bit. Had a great coffee in there, despite the price. Got some photos, got some videos, and I got the hell out of there. The interior, for example, was all gold. And it's all got these like, old paintings and portraits in there. It, you do have to go and check it out. Outside might be cheaper. Not sure. You sit in the square. Not sure what the go is for that. I made it back to hotel and met Emma. We then went out together and kind of retraced the same sort of steps as I discussed a moment ago. And we also had a nice little sandwich and coffee at Cafe Rialto. There's so many cafes in Venice. This is a good recommendation if you want a good local one because we saw some gondola drivers or whatever you call them. They're popping in there for the coffee as well. So it must be a fairly good place to go. And it costs six, seven euros for a sandwich and then back to normal prices for a coffee. And then later on, we did go to the cafe where I met Monica the night before for dinner and had some great pasta there. Brilliant. It really is good. You've got to check it out. Another tip to share from this day. We got some laundry done, which is not the most glamorous of things to hear about. But if you're on a long-term trip and need to get some done, you need to head to Campo Santa Maria Nova Square. Bit of a mouthful. There's a laundry service right in that square on the side. And it costs around €6 Euros to do a wash, which comes with detergent. Then €2 Euros to dry it every 10 minutes. Done twice, so €10 Euros for a decent amount of washing if you want to do that. And whilst you put that on, you can go to Art Cafe Venice across the street and have a drink outside. Now, this guy wasn't particularly happy with me because I wanted a coffee. Uh, second time this happened. Um, and he kind of said no, and then I didn't order anything. Uh, Emma ordered a Prosecco, I think, and then kind of told us to sit outside. But if we do that, <laughs> he did me a coffee. So gave me a coffee, and then I ordered an apple spritz because I felt bad. And I got some snacks with it, so hopefully I redeemed myself. Um, so yeah, there's another lesson learned. Don't order coffee in the evening. But once we got that done, straight back to the hotel and chilled out for a bit. Next day was Verona. So Verona, again, hour, hour and a half train, easy peasy. Walked to the train station, got the train, no problem. Our first mission was to go to Cafe Borsari, but super trendy, but super busy. And there's not much space in there, so we couldn't sit down. This guy was hanging around a chair and then this old lady barged out of the way and sat down herself. So that was the kind of vibe I was going for there. So we made our way out of there and we went to a place called Elk Bakery instead. And we got our fix of avocado on toast there, which is quite trendy. Very North American vibes as well. Got coffee, you know, big cups. But I needed something like a poached egg and avocado. Got it. And that was great. Also, slightly funny anecdote. I was in a rush to leave, went to the toilet, and I think I broke the toilet. Don't know if that was recovered or not. Got quickly out of there um, because, obviously, I don't want to be responsible for that. Anyway, made our way to the amphitheatre. We booked our tickets online, €11 Euros each, and that gets you into the amphitheatre for as long as you want, and you pick a time slot. In all honesty, no need to book in advance. There's hardly anyone in there. You can probably just turn up at this time of year and just go and buy a ticket and go in. No, no problem. We booked for 2 p.m., and before we went in there, we sat in the park um, by a fountain and then went into the amphitheatre. And this place is so cool to go and see. This is the same design as the Colosseum in Rome and it's older than the Colosseum in Rome. Still intact and they still use it for gigs and theatre stuff and all that sort of stuff. And half of it was being renovated or kind of worked upon and the other half you can go and explore. You can go right to the top of it and sit at the top or you can go to the bottom, walk around. Well worth doing, great views and the history of you know, the gladiators going in there back in the day is so cool to go experience. Would highly recommend it. And of course, made our way through town in Verona, loved it. We went and got a gelato. Not had a gelato yet at this point in Italy. This is my only one I had, actually. And I went to a place called Gelateria 
Ponte Pietrazza. This gelato was absolutely huge, and for four euros you get two flavours. So I had the Kinder and Blackberry flavour. Amazing. Is that big? I didn't finish it. I don't normally do that. I normally finish all my food and drink, but for that one, struggled. And after that, we made our way up to a lookout point over Verona, which I would highly recommend. You can walk up and down for free. It's up a hill. Or you can get a funicular to Parochia di San Giorgio in Bleda. And the views are all over Verona and are sensational. You've got to go up there, top of the hill, some cafes, have a coffee up there too. I think the funicular finishes at 5pm, about €3 Euros return up and down. Definitely worth it. Got to do it. Walked off the ice cream and that was great. Then we got the train back to Venice. Then we had dinner at Restaurant Fusion. This is one of those tacky, classic, multi-world food ones you find on the tourist trail. We just couldn't be bothered to go and find a local place. We just want to get in near the hotel. We walked 20,000 steps, found this restaurant. They serve all kinds of foods, you know, English to Asian to Italian. And it wasn't great, but done a job. And we were absolutely knackered that day after walking all down Verona, 20,000 steps in, knackered. So on to our last day in Venice, we decided to check out the other area we've not really checked out yet. So if you've got a map on Google right now, look at the train station, look towards the left, and then sort of set Mark Square and Basilica. We kind of went around all that area, but not gone across the water to the sort of middle part, really, and the university part. So we decided to go and check that out that day. And what an area this is. Just full of trendy little streets, less busy, artsy, and bookshops and little cafes and a nice bridge and a nice university buildings. Just felt a bit more class to it from where the usual tourists go. But I did have one thing in mind before checking that whole area out and had to go and do an episode, of course, as I mentioned earlier, at Torre Vazione Carreggio Cafe Artigianale. And this is the oldest coffee roaster in Venice. So I went and done a coffee episode there. Again, you can find that out next month. And this was a brilliant place to have a coffee right by the water. You can sit outside if there's space. You can sit inside, loads of space in there too. And the options of different types of espresso is ridiculous. They roast their own beans. They've got an unbelievable amount of options for different flavours. So we got an Americano, standard. And I thought I'd just pick one random espresso on the menu, picked one out, had it. Slightly nutty feel to it. Had a bit of sugar with it. Brilliant value. You know, espressos cost one thirty, one seventy. Such good value. Got to go and check it out. But they're only open till 1pm from, I think, 8. So you need to really get in there in the morning. Um, but they're the oldest roaster in town. They still roast coffee for the main Venice area. So that's a pretty cool historic thing to go and check out. One tip for ordering in that cafe is a bit weird. You go in. The till is immediately there to your right. Then you've got the barista section. What I saw in there is both people going to both sides. So what I could gather, what the locals normally do is they go straight to the barista, order their coffee, have it, then pay on the way out. Tourists pay first, then go and collect the coffee. I think they'd rather you go and order your coffee with the barista first, then pay on your way out. Just a bit of a tip there for you. A brilliant day for walking around. We actually done something that you've got to do in Venice. And this has to be top of your list because it's one thing you've got to pay out for. And we've done the gondola ride, and it cost €80 for 30 minutes. I put a reel up on Monica explaining this on this week's episode on my reels. Um, But just to reiterate, 30 minutes, €80. We actually walked away from the main sort of areas, if you like, and kind of got one of those gondolas like hidden down one of the little laneways. And he was a really nice guy. Took us around kind of to the main waterway, if you like. 
and then into the little walkways around the little houses and we saw a few of people's houses from the past. I think Casanova's balcony was one we went past and Marco Polo's house as well. Saw a few sites and we gave him a tip as well and he absolutely loved it, really appreciated that. You don't have to, by the way, but we did, 10 euros. Get that done and then you can go and see other parts of Venice. So, of course, we walked over to the university part. We had lunch at Frary's, F-R-A-R-Y-S, not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. That's a Greek and Mediterranean restaurant, and we had one of the best meals we had on a trip yet, and it was couscous with vegetables and this, like, vegetable broth. Vegan-friendly, too. That combined with a bit of bread. Oh, so, so good. Get there and have a lunch. They close at 3, FYI. Then we open later in the evening. And then we just wandered over to look at the buildings in the other area. Got to the University Bridge. Great view of the canals there. And again, just not too busy. It's a nicer feel, I thought. And a nice way to end Venice. See a different part of it that most people probably don't go to. And well worth checking out. If you want to know roughly where that is, if you're coming by train, straight away get the train station, you're going to see a bridge. Go over that bridge and go that way. We obviously ignored that bridge, went to the left, that's where the hotel was, and that's where you go sort of towards St. Mark's Square, and it's kind of busy that way. Or you get a water taxi, it's entirely up to you if you don't want to walk. Our last meal in Venice was at Al Corner. A tad pricey, but a decent enough pasta. I must say, to summarise Venice, a fantastic place. I know it gets a bit of a bad rep these days, but the waterways are amazing. You can walk it all, there's so many bridges. Lots of little cafes to go and see, lots of little restaurants. Busy places, not so busy places, local places. Local people are great, I found. Hotel was brilliant. Hotel staff were great. Prices, apart from Cafe Florian, really reasonable. And I felt like we accomplished a lot. Still enough there probably to go back again. It's one of the places that you would always go back to. And imagine in the summer, super, super heathen. When we were there this time, busy. But in the summer, it's going to be absolutely hectic. So you might have to book in advance to get accommodation and stuff like that. Just don't do Airbnb, book hotels. But I would highly recommend going to Venice. Don't let anything put you off. Listen to Monica's episode this week if you want to hear more. Get a gondola ride in, day one. Get your normal, standard tourist sites done. And then go and explore on your feet without Google Maps and just go and wander. Great place to walk, great place to take photos and videos, and a great place to podcast about. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll catch you next time, where I will be talking about Slovenia. Catch you soon.